Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Megan Lujan. She's a side hustler, strategist, and storyteller. Her journey has taken her from a broken home to the boardroom of Toshiba. Her tenacity has earned her some clout, like being nominated for Women in Business Award, as well as being recognized as a young influencer and woman of influence. Now, today we're going to discuss the keys to building a personal brand and why you need one, tips to showing up digitally, consistently, and professionally, and the biggest branding mistakes entrepreneurs make, and also how to build your personal brand without losing your day job. Life is too short. Try to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Megan. We're glad to have you here. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. And you have got all my key topics here. This is the stuff that I chase the sunrise up for every morning to talk to people about. So thank you so much for your time and and just creating a space for me to share what I love. Well, we got to jump right into this thing and we have to know, what are the keys to building a personal brand and why do we need one? Well, the first one I have to say is don't quit your day job. (laughs) That's important. Why do you need a personal brand? Let's remove all the marketing spin around this. Your personal brand is your reputation. You already have one. You just don't know it. And it's likely something you have cultivated unknowingly for many years to come Mm. uh, or have done so for many years. So in reality, your personal brand is your reputation And you need to learn how to be intentional in the way that you explain your story and make sure that the way that you're explaining your story is actually leading to an end result. So you got to attach your tacticals from that point. Gotcha. What's your backstory of how you built your personal brand? A year ago, I did not think I was going to be on a podcast and and talking about personal branding or even (laughs) let alone have a book that I've just written and released uh, about personal branding. I'm a a corporate person. I'm a careerist. I moved from a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur at Toshiba. I was cultivating all of my entrepreneur skill sets in a much larger, much wider organization. And I'm responsible for bringing products to market. So I deal with product, company, portfolio, branding, uh, and and figuring out how to launch products through multiple tier distribution channels. And it's pretty complex. And throughout the several years, I've kept my head down. I've done this corporate humble hustle. I've kept my mouth shut and I've let my work products speak for themselves because I just wanted to fit in, to be completely honest. I had this concept of imposter syndrome uh, because my story isn't very clean. I, I grew up in foster care. I don't have anything more than an eighth grade education and I didn't go to college, but I'm at a fortune 500 company leading a team designing strategy for a huge portfolio of offerings. Wow. And it's because I've worked my butt off. You know, personal branding was my reputation and I had to figure out how to manage that. So Toshiba brought you into building your personal brand. How does that work? How did that happen? 
I humble hustle, like I said, keeping my head down. I had been nominated for several industry awards and various different uh, recognitions. A lot of it, to be quite honest, is centered around this uh, woman in business and woman in tech concept. And we're getting a lot of mind share in corporate organizations as women uh, leaders. And I wanted to make sure that my voice and my face as a millennial businesswoman in tech would be representative of the true definition of success. It was a dream, Brittany. I was flown out to New York. I was put on a magazine cover. I was named a woman influence in tech and in our industry for 2019. And I had to tell my story. And I was so afraid. I was petrified because I've hidden behind my brand and my logo and the technology that I provide for my entire career, a decade and a half plus. And I don't have clean answers for this ice breaking, like, where'd you go to college? What's your favorite nice. sports? All these things, I just don't. They're always awkward responses I had to unpack. So I didn't know how to tell my story. And I didn't realize that my story was actually my differentiation. And in a world where diversity of thought is not present mm-hmm. uh, and everybody is trying to be one particular way, I was right. petrified that I would stand out. And I didn't want that. I had to get real serious with myself and realize that as I was growing up, there was not a definition of success that I could apply to. Meaning there was not a woman out there I could say, if I could see her, I could be her. There wasn't a mentor like me that existed that would help somebody like me from where I came from. So that was really where I channeled my energy and my power from, which was saying, I need to be the mentor that I needed when I was younger and normalize the path to success and tell people that I got here through a really hard, rocky, windy road and they can do anything they want to if they put their minds to it. We really have to know, how do you do this with the eighth grade education? What's working hard? What is that? (laughs) Well, so I don't suggest this one, but I was a foster care runaway. I ran away at 14 years old and it was because I had the definition of success of what a California businesswoman was in my mind because I had come to California and, you know, I went to South Coast Plaza and I saw businesswomen out on their lunch period and it was an immersive experience. So I had a vision and that's the first thing, have a vision for where you want to be. If you cannot envision who you are and where you want to be, you're not going to be able to become that person. And I'm talking beyond your philosophical mood boards. Okay. It's who are you and are you doing little actions every day to be somebody different story? How do I actually get there? I mean, it's an awkward yellow brick road of selling Kirby vacuum cleaners, doing blended mochas, donut delivery services, babysitting, construction work, just literally taking in any job that you can get and getting it done at the end of the day. This isn't pride and this is an ego. This is hustle. This is working. This is leveraging your way up and learning the next skill set and always asking for help. That's the thing I learned. Let's just drop this bomb. Close mouths, don't get fed. Right. That's what you got to do. You got to ask for help. If you don't know something, you need to tell somebody you don't know and you need to ask them to teach you. And that's what I've done my entire career. I've shut my mouth and I've just asked to be taught. Okay. I'm sorry. I got to dig deeper. I mean, you just, (laughs) because (laughs) I'm just like, okay, you're asking for help. How do you even know where to ask for help when you don't have these resources when you don't see how do you know who to ask for help and what to ask them our audience has to know this because i know they're like okay i'm asking for help but i don't know who to ask for help and i don't even know what questions to ask so what did you ask who did you ask how did you know to do that just i know this is a life story but just Uh, (laughs) i think if i go to the fundamental uh, lifestyle skills you have got to remain curious I have been so curious with this insatiable appetite for knowledge 
that if somebody didn't have the answer for me, my tenacity, this hunger and this curiosity wouldn't stop. So if you look in my home office, you have books because I read and learned the world through books. I learned every single thing that I could before Google even existed. And I will tell you, you have more access to information in your phones than any of us have ever had in our lifetimes. Okay. I mean, the, the, your ability to tap into resources is uncanny right now. Mm-hmm. I would ask you, are you being intentional? The first thing that you have got to figure out is what your why is and what you're curious about, because that likely is going to be a passion you can turn into a skill set and a skill set you can figure out how to monetize, right? Which is the path we're all generally on. But sometimes you're not intentional about that. You just get popped from one lane to the next lane and you grab the next rope that gets handed to you thinking that's going to pull you up a couple levels. But guess what? It's kind of getting into the weeds and just being real focused with the things that you love. I don't care if that's gardening or Rubik's cubes or whatever. There's a niche for everybody out there and somebody has a problem that you can solve, right? So stay curious, find the things that make you tick and the things that you're willing to lose time in and not even realize you've lost hours in and just start researching and learning and then doing, making actions every single day. And that's what I did. Like I'll full circle this and say at 16 years old, I was immersed in books like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, um, yes. The Magic of Thinking Big, all of the Zig Ziglar stuff. I mean, you can't even imagine. Hope is not a strategy. Head, hearts, and guts. I mean, all of these different types of books. And I realized that we are the owners of our own story. And my God, let me tell you, mine was not good in the beginning part of my life. But that was also a very small part of what I knew my life could be. So what I chose on as I blew out my birthday candle as I was turning 16 was I was going to close that book and I was going to write my own and I was going to change my title because I had ownership of that. I chose how I wanted to live my life from that point forward. And I chose and made a goal for myself as I blew out those candles that I would change my title to author. And that just happened 72 hours ago. So congratulations. um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that is wonderful. I mean, so we can definitely see we all need a personal brand and we hear like how you actually went through even at a young age building your personal brand, even though you didn't know you were doing it. I think that's amazing. But you know what? I actually, when we think about the digital space, you spoke about that. Now we all have this love hate for social media. It's one of those things like you have to do it, but you don't always love to do it because you just have to show up. And I was telling another guest how much I hate all the extras. It just takes Mm -hmm. just to do one post sometimes. Who's going to see it? Who's going to comment? Is it going to make an impact? So I'm interested to know what our audience is thinking. If you're listening in real time, Go to the IG stories of the Total Fit Boss Chick Instagram, and we're going to have this poll question. Do you ever get frustrated when you're trying to figure out what to post? Do you ever get frustrated by the time that it takes for you to get your post up and you hear crickets? Do you ever get frustrated by that? So it's going to be posted. I want to get you guys' feedback. If you aren't listening in real time, Don't worry about it. The responses will be in the highlights and you can still weigh in and see the results. So Megan, tell us, what are the secrets to showing up digitally, consistently and professionally? Great question. First of all, don't be awkward and try to do something that you're not like comfortable in. Right now, especially in this world of COVID, people are, let's say, overstepping some digital boundaries and saying things that they shouldn't be saying because they're behind screens instead of in front of people. They are going on Mm -hmm. video or doing lives or reels. And guess what? 
Some people are not verbal communicators. They're really good at copy. And if that is you, you need to get comfortable with your copy before you get comfortable being on video, right? Because you're going to take some wins and you're going to take some losses with those. And you need to get comfortable with that primary skill set before you start branching out. The next one is choose your social hub. You have got to have a primary hub where all your content goes to in its pillar form. So that's its largest, most chunkiest value add form. And then from there, you slice and dice it across to your other different social channels. But being in a Fortune 500 company, I will tell you the one thing that I'm, I'm like dead on is your metrics. If you are putting out content and you don't already have metrics attached to what you're trying to achieve, you are wasting your time. It's not being intentional. What I call it is content Botox, okay? If you're just chasing your little marketing calendar with your marketing holidays and trying to figure out what stock image to put in there, honest to God, everybody's doing that. You're not providing value to your channel. Your channel wants to hear from you because you've got a story and a purpose and a reason you're solving that purpose, right? So you need to make sure that what you're trying to accomplish. And what, what I'll say the majority of the trap that we're all facing right now is they're turning this FUD fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and FOMO, fear of missing out into what monetizes. None of that monetizes. You don't need 5,000 followers to make $5,000 a month. You just need one customer in your space that is the problem that you can solve, right? right? So if you're not being intentional with the stuff that you're putting out there and making sure that it's actually serving a conversion purpose, a click-through rate, or an upsell cross-sell opportunity, then you're just going for vanity metrics. And if that's the case, you need to get real with why you're out there on social. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, what would you say about consistency? Some people say, oh, well, you need to show up once a day on this, or you need to show up three times a day, or you need to do this. What do you say about consistency? Social media is a relationship. Technology, connectivity, it's all a byproduct of technology, right? If mm-hmm. you're in, if you're making a decision to show up on social media, you've got to allow for some type of consistency in the relationship you have with your community. This is not one way. This is bi-directional. If I'm inconsistent with my community, they're not going to be waiting to hear from me. They're not going to feel attached to my content. So I'm not going to give you a rule set that says you need to do two posts Monday through Friday, six days a week in this short form and this long form, et cetera. You got to figure out what works for you that doesn't feel like it's work and you need to be consistent and disciplined. I personally, I get swept away with a corporate schedule. Like I'm 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday for Toshiba and if not on my weekends too. So I batch load it. I look in advance on the key topics that I know are really important for my channels. I talk about digital leadership, technology, personal brand creation. Those are what I consider evergreen topics. Those live in my calendar all the time. And things that come up that are social holidays or uh, national holidays, I can drop that in and be flexible. But then it's more whimsical and I can be creative with that if I Mm -hmm. keep my foundation in place of my primary content. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you gave us some of the mistakes that we, you know, that we're making. What are some of the biggest mistakes that we're making as entrepreneurs? Don't be so serious all the time. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> one of the main ones. Being online and speaking to an audience digitally often like drops emotions, right? That's why emojis are so cool. And a lot of people gravitate towards them. You got to let people connect to you. Right. And I struggled with that in a corporate world. I'm, I was really rigid and just corporate boss female getting my stuff done right Right. that doesn't humanize you and people don't get that so don't forget to have fun make sure that you're out there like light energy and just helping people there's enough heavy stuff in this world break through that quirky part and be authentic the next one is 
not leaving an impact. There's a lot of people who are really superficial. And I think there's this dose of intentionality that's come throughout this last year and this craving for authenticity mm. and to have connection to a lifestyle that other people get, right? So you're hurting yourself if you're not real and you're not leaving your mark and being intentional. Right, right. Yeah. And the last one I would say is don't be awkward. We talked about this a little bit, but like, seriously, if you're not good on video, you don't need to be good on video. Nobody's trying to make you good on video. It's, you just have to be authentic and connect in a way that makes sense. I personally spend a ridiculous amount of my day job communicating to people verbally. And I love that. If you force me to write some copy or a social post, I'll literally like have four gray hairs because that's just not where I live, right? So I backfill right. my skill sets and I get somebody to help me with those commas and those apostrophes and things. So you guys don't think I'm completely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I love that you're saying that because that's what's out there right now. People are just like, you got to hop on video. You got to do this. You got to do that. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Honestly, if you don't show up right in those spaces, everybody knows you don't show up right. If you're not yep. comfortable, you're just not comfortable. Get to a spot to where, I mean, if you want to do it, challenge yourself, do a little bit of this do a little bit of that until you can maybe build up that comfort zone that you're like, okay, I'm good here. But if you aren't, you're right. Live in the space where you are comfortable and then you can talk to your audience and say, Hey, I'm going to try to jump on here, guys. This is not where exactly. I'm comfortable. Support me or something like that. And I think that's a huge point. That's a wonderful point that you made. So how do you do all this without losing your day job? <laughs> Cause you just said how many hours you're putting in. How do you do this? To me, it's one and the same. I will tell you, I found a company when I came to Toshiba about eight years ago that's mission and vision and values were in alignment with my own. We're all about empowering people and coming up with creative solutions to help customers improve their lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. That is who I am as a person. I found a company who I attach to because I'll tell you what, the way brands are treating their employees right now is a recognition of who and how their mission, vision, and values have lived times and also good times. And I have alignment with Toshiba. So when I started to share my personal brand and my story, I did it with them alongside of me because they are a part of me. And I think that's where people really get confused with this work-life blend, I'm doing air quotes, versus this work-life <laughs> integration. Like at Toshiba, I show up as my full self, my complete passionate self willing to contribute to their mission, vision, and values because that is an alignment with my own, right? So if, if I'm talking about Toshiba, it's giving them thought leadership and influence. That's in alignment with their brand. It's also helping with diversity, inclusion, and women in technology and creating diversity of thought. That's in alignment with my brand. And it feeds me personally too. It doesn't feel like work if I'm up at eight o'clock and I'm messing around with PowerPoint to help with the new you know, woman in technology uh, group that we're doing at Toshiba. And the other thing is you've got to have a purpose. For me, I wanted multiple streams of income. I mean, I don't think it's no longer an acceptable tradition to have one logo and one company support your income streams. I think if 2020 taught us anything, it's that diversification and where your income streams come in is incredibly important. And while most people might have looked at secondary real estate or various different stocks or for those are pretty traditional and they don't really live up into this digital, you know, transformation 21st century world. So for me, I want five income streams. I want to yeah. figure out how I can have additional income streams that backfill and just create that level of flexibility and freedom that I know I can have. Well, I'm also learning so much and being invested into as a corporate employee from a big brand. Okay. So you've got your book that just came out and you've got your personal brand. I mean, what's next? What's next for Megan? 
you know what they say, you always got to keep your next move quiet here. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just, I'll tell you that my book is called A Million Little Clicks. What it does is help you walk through, it's like build your own brand narrative. It's your vision, you know, who you are, what you're wanting out of this world and what you can do to accomplish that. Your story, how you explain your story around your heritage and your origin through your content pillars, the primary things you'll show up digitally for. And then the tactics, that's where you get to choose your brand identity. And then honestly, make your clicks come alive across your digital platforms. So for the next probably, I would say 90 days, I'm focused on just getting out that goodness and providing value to everybody who comes in contact with any of my social channels. And then I'll be moving to some master classes and some coursework uh, throughout the end of the year. Okay, sounds good. Well, I am passionate about inspiring and encouraging people just like you are because your background has just put you into that space and I'm glad that you're giving back but this is the part of the show where we're really about giving back and we go in deeper for our audience and it's called mentoring moments but this is just when I fire off a thought-provoking question and it's just a random question to you but we just want you to share your wisdom because not everybody has a mentor not everybody has somebody to ask a question to or they don't know where to go and they're still a little bit lost so I'm just going to ask you a question and you just answer it in the best way that you can Megan okay Alrighty. so if you had the opportunity to post a worldwide billboard what would your message be my message on that billboard would be pretty simple the definition of who you are on paper does not determine your path forward I say that because I am living proof that it that if you come from a broken home without privilege and without pedigree, that you can literally be anybody that you want to be. And when I say your definition of who you are on paper does determine your path forward, I'm talking about my case files, the, the definitions and the statistics that I have heard my entire life about me being a failure, about me not amounting to anything, and all the things that they told me I wasn't going to accomplish. Because I will tell you, the definition of what they said I was going to be on paper is not who I am today. And it's because I determined that my path forward was just a little bit different than where they thought I was gonna be. And I took small steps every single day and I chased the sunrise up to follow my curiosity. And I know that you guys can do that too. I have faith and I believe in you. Oh my goodness, Megan. I can, let me tell you, Megan, I cannot wait to see your Netflix movie about your story. <laughs> So I'm just putting that out there. I'm just going to put it out there. You figure out the name of it and I'll watch it. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll start with Zoom first. Huh? Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for being on the show. And we're so glad that you joined us. Let our listeners know where they can find you and get more information. Guys, I will tell you, I'm, uh, my name is as quirky as my story. So if you start Googling M-A-E-G-A-N-O-U-J-A-N, you're going to find me across social channels. You're going to get my punchier side on Instagram. I just opened this up to the public. Be easy on me. It's a, little, it's a little new on that side. But all of my personal branding tips, tricks, and tactical stuff is in LinkedIn. So find me on LinkedIn. Find me on IG. I'm around. And I can't wait to see you guys in my digital community. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show... Please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.